Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody, it's Annalena here, I am back and as always happy and excited to be here with you all and today I have one of my favorite friends, clients, whatever, I don't know how, even how to call you, she's just amazing, uh, Lisa Cheatham, so I'm so happy she's here and I'm just going to quickly introduce her and then we're going to take it away because we're going to have such a juicy conversation, you guys have no idea, um, but you will find out. <laughs> We're going to talk about money, by the way, and generators and sacred bliss and all these things. So anyways, Lisa and I, we met several, several years ago um, in a coaching program. We also both went to the Health Coach Institute. So we have known each other for quite some time. We haven't met in person a couple of times here in Miami. Lisa makes the most stunning jewelry. Uh, she has her very own company called Tejili Designs um, and many... People that are walking outside, they actually wear, wear her um, 22 karat gold pieces. She yeah. makes them by hand. She goes to the studio. It's just really incredible to see that. And then in human design terms, she is a 1-3 emotional generator. And yeah, she's just amazing. So welcome, Lisa. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. I love seeing you and talking with you and having these great conversations yeah Lisa was like I'm finally ready to come on your podcast because I just want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> because I was coaching with you so yeah. I still have to stay in touch and yeah we always have amazing conversations so yes yes yeah so Lisa and I we um we worked together for a long time one-on-one -on -one, right we had like two phases mm -hmm. I think a year and a half and then another three months later on or something like that um, but we have always stayed in touch, right? I mean, because we really, we have become friends. So, and anytime she's here in Miami, or if I make it up to New York, I'll... I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> to get my way up there. So, we're going to talk about... So, because I know you guys, you guys love human design, and we're here to talk about entrepreneurship. How how can we really have a solar line successful business, Right especially with living your human design. And I have to say, Lisa is one of my absolutely most favorite stories. And not because I heard the story, but I have been living it with her. Seriously, right? Like, I feel like, I sometimes I feel like I'm in it myself because I went through, how do you say, like thick and thin? Yes. <laughs> um, such a long way together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just this story is so amazing, and especially so if you're a generator or even a manifesting generator. So, so Lisa is a generator, and right, we we talk about this frustration, 
and being in a plateau and nothing is happening. And then we hear this, like, you're supposed to follow your sacral and just do what lights you up. And I think Lisa's story is just the most incredibly inspiring that it's just so worth it to actually follow your sacral. So I would like to start with your story, Lisa, you know, how it all so kind of like, so you started doing jewelry, tell us about it. And then what happened? You woke <laughs> up, gave it all up, right? Okay. So here you go. <laughs> I started making jewelry in 2011 when my twins, I have four boys, when my twins, the youngest of the four, went into kindergarten. And it just started as a hobby. And I lit a torch and melted gold and fell in love. I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Love it. And I'm very, very, very present, or I was, I still am, but very present and controlling at that time of my household and my kids. And But every Tuesday when I went into the city, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was just all I could think about is making beautiful jewelry. And so I think that's a really big sign when you're so engulfed in this other part of your life. And when you have this passion and you don't even think about like the most important things in your world, like because this is what lights you up. This is your, your calling. Yeah. And, and how does it feel? Because it's, we always say when, when you do what lights you up, you actually get more energy, right? It, it literally fuels your sacral. Like you could be in the studio on Tuesdays all day long and have even more energy, right? Oh yeah. And I'll, I'll say like now it's work, then it was a hobby. Um, but I'll say like, oh, I had the longest day at work, but I, I laugh afterwards because I'm like, it's not work. Like it doesn't feel like it just feels weird to say it's work. Yeah. And I don't care how long the day is. I want it to be longer. Like I love it. So even though it was a long day, it doesn't mean it was a bad day. You know, yeah. it was just many hours. Um, so it doesn't, I, I laugh. It's not work. It's yeah. I love doing. And it's like, you look at the watch and it's not like, is it five yet? It's the opposite. Oh my God, it's five already. I, exactly. exactly. I'm like, I have to finish up. Like the studio is going to close at six. And yeah. 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 And I have to say, so, because I have known you now. Uh, so if anybody, you know, if there's a coaching program or anything, if you're called on Tuesdays, Lisa's not going to join because yeah. she also, no, seriously. Right. We had, like, we always like, she has been so like, hey, look, Tuesdays, I can't. Tuesdays is, I'm, I have my day in the city, in the studio. Like, since I know you, has always been, and I know, like, don't even call it on Tuesdays. I know that's not scheduled a call. It's not going to work. So. I won't even take jewelry calls on Tuesdays. Like, it's just strictly for creating. Mm. Yeah. So, and then in the beginning, you, you just did it for fun or... Yeah, it was a hobby. I was married. Um, I had my kids and, you know, they were all young. So it was fifth grade, seventh grade and ninth grade when I started. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was a hobby. So it was a, an expensive hobby, but I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. But the jewelry really was a creative outlet as well for my life because I was in an abusive marriage and mm -hmm. um, that was the day where I really was able to kind of escape, you know, and my jewelry tells a story from the beginning 
coming right through to today. And I feel like it just gets more powerful um, as the years went on. And now it's just the most unbelievable, beautiful pieces in my mind and powerful pieces and pieces that bring confidence. And it's just for a particular woman. Like this is an investment. It's 22 karat gold jewelry. It's luxury. It's an investment in yourself. And it's definitely a specific target. And it really is for women who are inspired by it, feel good, like investing in themselves and know that they're worth it. And it's just a feeling. It's an energy. It's a vibe. So when I sell my pieces, I know my client and I get the same reactions every time. And I'm like, oh, my ideal client. I love you so much. But it's always my ideal client because that's just who I attract now. Yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. oh, and it's also such a beautiful example of um, it's not for everybody, right? Like we we cannot because especially and we both come from the coaching space. We We think, OK, I shouldn't be doing this because who can afford it or who's going to pay for this? But there are people out there, they just give a million for a car or something and it's, it's peanuts for them. Right. So that, that's the reality yeah. um, and and I I that you, you, you use like pure gold. I mean, it's just, I mean, and the energy in there must, we talked about this once, right? Yeah. And I, I have guys, I have worn her jewelry when she came to Miami, she brought all her stuff. I had it all over me. I think that picture's online, right? I shared a couple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a vibe. Yeah. Definitely. You definitely felt it. Yeah. And, and that's funny because people, when they put it on, they all of a sudden are standing taller. They're walking different. Mm -hmm. There's a woman in my neighborhood. You would never think that she would buy my jewelry. Mm -hmm. And she just sees pieces. And I, I just gave her a piece to wear. I was like, just wear it. See if you like mm -hmm. it. Mm. she was like thank you and all of a sudden she's standing tall and she's walking through the neighborhood like strutting through the neighborhood I was like Joan look at the way you're walking yeah. now like yeah. your whole demeanor changed like you just feel empowered that's I, I don't even know I don't really love that word but it's I can't think of another word for it it's just it's a it's a feeling it's a vibe yeah, I guess it's like um, because posture is so important, right? So when we are when we are confident, we're like yeah, sitting or walking tall, breasts out, right? And kind of like, hey, look at me, hello. <laughs> so they, I mean, just that tells me like there is something with energy in that gold that we have. So yeah, I love that so much. So then, okay, so eventually um you you started to kind of start a business with your jewelry like I mean because in the beginning you said it was just for fun and it was a hobby for you and after the divorce basically was when I started doing it as a business and that's another time when people were telling me you know you should stop making it in 22 karat gold you should do more silver so it's affordable for people and maybe do 18 carat or 14 carat and just even saying it I'm like oh I don't want to do that like it's just it's not where I feel my passion so how am I going to sell something that I don't feel passionate about and like I, they're beautiful pieces still but it's not like when I look at the 22 karat gold like 
just look at the colors of the rings. Like it's just a different feeling. You don't get this with 14 karat gold and the weight of it is different, you know? And that was another challenge is like, you know, trying to create this business that will generate money and income for me and my family. Um, and when people are telling me that I have to use silver or a lower carat gold, and that was another struggle. And we've definitely discussed that. I'm yeah. Sorry dog is barking yeah but that's okay we have a little entertainment no and that's the thing with so being a when i kind of explain this a little bit so lisa's a generator right it's her her when her sequel is lit up when she has and you guys if you i'm gonna um share this episode also on youtube so we can see us because we're just sparkling today um but when your sequel is lit up and Lisa has like you can see how she's lit up right you can see the the kind of shining in her eyes and I always tell her that right mm-hmm. I've talked about it so many times um that is a sign that this is an alignment for her this is her soul path this is her soul purpose and it's just that it's easy and it's fun and it's joyful and she's meant to be doing this 22 karat gold and but what most of us do, and that's kind of what you were saying, right? Like, oh, then were people telling me I should, I should do this. So it's more affordable. And that is all it comes from the mind. And it's like, well, you need to figure it out and you have to have a strategy. Why the strategy really is just following a sequel and then everything else just falls into place. Mm. Now, is that easy following your sequel always? No. <laughs> a lot of courage. I know. Yeah, no, not at all. And you were, you know, a huge part of my current life now, because when you were coaching me and I was moving, I wasn't really making the money that I needed to make at that point to support my family. And I was like, I'm throwing my bench out. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And you, you were just like, no. And I said, there's nothing you could say. I'm throwing it out. And I threw it out when I moved. Yeah, her jewelry bench. Oh, I threw out my bench. She was going to give up on her dream and her purpose. Yeah, I still don't have another jewelry bench. I actually use a desk upstairs now. Yeah. Um, but I don't have my bench anymore in my house. And um, And then like, what was it? Two months later? I was like, crying. It was, was it in August, 2020? August, I threw it out. Yeah. Like in October or November. I was, oh no, it was in November. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I, I can't do this. And then I just, I hired somebody. Um, and I started going back to the studio and, um, and then that month I did like $10,000 in sales, like in like a half of a month, like after hiring somebody and committing and yeah. And I said, Oh my gosh, like I just did this. Like what happened? Like I did $10,000 in like three weeks, which was really amazing at that time. And, and then the following year that just, yeah. And every year has been just crazy growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so basically, even though Lisa, kind of gave up on her dream and she was like I'm gonna screw it I'm not gonna do it anyways her sequel your sequel pulled you back right and then you attracted the right kind of people um Mm -hmm. to support you with the business and I think every call that we had right 
And even though I remember sometimes when you were thinking nothing was happening and then you started to share and this happened and I met this person and they, and then I responded and this happened and I'm like, you're doing freaking amazing. And you had, I mean, all these trunk shows for what companies was it again? Um, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. Um, I'm in Singapore. Actually, there's a show going on right now again that my jewelry is there. Um, and then like stores all over the the world really and on first dibs in puerto rico california texas new york else? a lot of places <laughs> well it's a lot that can happen in two years it's just two years right yeah. i mean if you look back where you were two years ago and now can you believe it unbelievable and it's funny because like you're like what you were saying like people that i meet you know like a year and a half later all of a sudden it just is coming to reality. Like these people and relationships that I built a long time ago. And I was hoping at that time, like for a sale where, mm -hmm. where now it's a collaboration and creating lines together for big stores and um, meeting people on the street. Like there was a man that um, in the jewelry, this is just a quick story, a man in the jewelry district and it was raining that day. And there's this building that closes at 5 p.m. sharp. And he's trying to get in the building and he can't get in. And I know a secret door to get in. And I felt kind of bad for him. And I was like, excuse me. He's like running in the rain going around the block. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. And I call him back and I was like, come here, I'll show you a secret door. He's like, what? Ends up being this ridiculous diamond dealer, like huge diamond dealer dealing with, you know, million dollar stones. He had given Kim Kardashian one of her diamonds, like big collaborator. And he was like, I never knew this. Thank you so much. And I was like, of course, I said, I just felt really bad. Like it was raining. And then he was like, I love your jewelry. And I told him I make it. He's like, give me your card. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so can I just paraphrase that? And yeah. I know the story was just like, and it's funny, even you know, telling the story, you're you're kind of like, oh my god, here we go! But you just manifested the most incredible business opportunity, collaboration, yeah. networking, however you want to call it, and and this is again not through figuring <laughs> it out with a mind and sitting down and okay, how can I make this work? How can I attract people? How can I collaborate? No, you just you follow your sequel, you you go to the studio and you're being a human, you help out people, wherever you feel called, your intuition is pulling you and here you go. It's being served on a, not going to say silver plate, on a gold plate. Right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it ended up being the most amazing collaboration. He's a mentor to me now. He just gives mm -hmm. me so much good information, good advice, good strategies in business, which would have probably taken me years to figure out on my own yeah. um and working with him and working with these incredible like now these beautiful stones these diamonds and sapphires and emeralds that are you know hundred thousand dollar emeralds and like it's just crazy like this is what I'm working with now like oh my gosh and it's because I was open that day mm. you know I was living my dream I was doing what yeah. I love and if I was 
I, I feel like if I was making jewelry in silver, like I'd be more like, oh, I don't really care if this guy has to run around the block. Like my demeanor yeah. would be different. Like, you know, I'm doing what I love and I created that. I manifested that, right? Yeah. No, and it's true because anytime you talk about silver, your whole, yeah. you're like, <laughs> you know, and, and there may be, that's the thing. This is not a bad thing because there may be another person or there's most likely another person that just loves to work with silver. They have the cycle. Uh-huh. Because not everybody can make 22 karat gold jewelry. I have no freaking idea. Don't even send me to the studio. <laughs> I'm going to burn myself. That's like, <laughs> um, yeah. So this, this is, this is what it means to, to trust your sacral, to follow your bliss, to do the unreasonable. Because also, I mean, let's talk a little bit about money, right? I mean, and now that after you got divorced, I mean, I, it's also, I mean, of course, financially, everything shifted for you. You had more responsibility and everything. And I mean, let's be real to, to buy the ingredients for the cake. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about your jewelry. Um, it costs a bit of money, right? A lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you have to put out the money for the gold, for the, the stones, and then wait for them to sell. You don't just put it get make the piece and it sells right away so you have a lot of inventory yeah, yeah. Um, so it it has takes a lot of faith and trust and just knowing i think right yeah um to be able to do that and really step into it and mm -hmm. hope for the best but it's got to be what you love and the knowing right yeah yeah no and that's actually like on i mean over the last few years that we have I mean, we know each other, worked each other together and all this stuff. Like you had several plateaus, right? So that's, I just want to, for the listeners. So generator types, we have a stair-step learning curve. So there are these phases where, and, and right now you're in more like an up phase, right? Where things are going, all the sales and yeah. things are lining up. The holidays are just around the corner, all that stuff, right? Um, money's flowing in, but not too long ago, a couple of months ago or something like that, it was a little bit of like fears were coming up. You felt a little bit stuck. I I don't know, kind of questioning yourself. And over the year, over the last two years, it's happened like several times. So that's kind of the plateau. Can you go into that a little bit? Like, how does it feel for you? How do you go about it? And then how does it feel like when you come out of it? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's really tough when you're going through the plateaus, because if you're not getting that immediate gratification, like right now, there's so much um, validation with my work. But when you're not getting that external validation, um, it's really hard to stay focused. And you really have to dig deep into your personal power, I feel like, um, where you can validate yourself from the inside, right, where you're validating yourself and you're knowing your worth. But when you're going through it, it's really hard to, I mean, it's easy to say it now, but you have to constantly think, you know, how do I want to show up through this? And, you know, this is my dream. Am I really ready to give it up? And know I want to sink low and, you know, cry in a corner, or am I going to stand in my power and know that what I'm doing, following my dream, it's going to work out. Um, and when you go three months, literally with very little sales, um, you know, slow months in the summer, and this was my slowest summer, um, it's hard to stay focused. And it's like, well, maybe I should 
go get a job somewhere and just and not that there's anything wrong with that but every time I thought of it there was nothing that I wanted to do that would yes yes Vega was like no yes and then I'm like what is that going to do for me in my business if I'm feeling that constraint Mm -hmm. and so held back and miserable about getting a nine to five somewhere um is that really going to serve my greatest good here and what I'm trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it's a test from the universe almost like we know you can do this when things are going well. How committed are you really? Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's what I feel like. So it's like constantly asking yourself those, those questions and trying to come out of it and really, you know, stay in line yeah. with your stakeholders. And I think that is such a important conversation like the, about the money, like and for you and your business, for me and us also as coaches. So I have, and because I think in the, especially in the coaching industry, right, we get this, we get this idea that it's always, you have to hit consistent 10K, 20K, whatever the numbers, or even 5K months, right? And the reality, what I have learned from my own journey and also actually from, from my, um, I just finished up a whole one year with Holly, my, my sales and messaging coach, you know, and she's at a different level than I am. Um, but even from her and even her mentor that is a way higher level than she is, um, she, she has been sharing with me, like, everybody has highs and lows. And then I started to also realize, you know, everything in nature has seasons, mm. right? It's actually just like the feminine, uh, the period, the cycle, right? Like we have the highs and the lows and even with emotions, that's actually, we're actually, we need to surrender into that. And maybe there are people out there and of course what we have created in society this this illusion of safety this nine to five kind of gives us this but now that i'm actually talking that's not how nature works right we don't have like always 15 degree uh celsius i mean at least for the most part in the world right we have seasons we have changes our body changes our mood changes and the money flow changes and also from my own journey, the same. I have had uh, several months like really high, and then there were other months where it was where it was lower. And the one big thing that I have learned is that what has shifted is how I feel about it. Mm. Like it brings out my biggest money fears for sure, and and like this, like okay, what's gonna happen, right? Because it brings up existential fears. We humans, right? Uh-huh. Especially as moms. And and having a house and you know just the the regular day to day stuff. Um, everything is getting more expensive and everything. But then, like you say, and it, it's the same for me. Every time I was in those situations, and then like my mind, okay, you should get a job, or maybe like, or even like, kind of the mind just figuring out how to make money. And then what that led to my cycle was like, no, you cannot. It's not. And and such a ah uh, low vibe kind of energy were like and it it wouldn't happen then anyways and then the more we can surrender into that plateau and just like be with it look at the fears right what's really going on there doing the the inner work yeah and that's what happens you have the next like you get out of the plateau and now lisa had one of her best months and it's getting better and better right and so it's 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 magical I don't know I don't know what else to say it's just crazy it's like 
you're wondering, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Is this going to work? And then all of a sudden you have like this fantastic month, like you made it through the test. <laughs> Here's mm-hmm. your reward. Yeah. I think gratitude, another thing like during the plateaus, which I've always, always practiced is gratitude for what the bare minimum that I have, like, what am I grateful mm-hmm. for with or without the money? Mm-hmm. And just always looking at like, I'm okay. I've gone through my worst days. I've survived them all. And being grateful for the little things, even like my cup of tea by my my porch over there. And, you know, just, just the beautiful mornings that I have journaling and that time, like just gratitude. So like, I I think that the gratitude part definitely helps keep me out of that like sinking into that rabbit hole and just digging myself deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, actually, as you were talking, it's actually a really important point <laughs> that we, we, we tend to just celebrate, Oh, now I had an amazing month. Right. But really shouldn't we, and I don't like the word should, but I'm going to use it right now. Shouldn't we even especially so celebrate the month where we're in the plateau and we're working through our fears and we feel bland, we feel off, but we stay on purpose. We like, you know, and but, even if we have thoughts about, Oh, what am I going to, maybe I should get a job or whatever. And cause I remember actually we had the conversation and like, I think it was actually, you're so committed to your dream. Like I'm not, I'm going to make it work no matter what, even if I have to get a job here and do something extra, then that's okay. If that's meant to be, it's going to happen anyways. You're just here to follow your sequel. I will show you. But your sequel obviously was totally turned off. So actually, I think it's such a good sign when the, when the sequel is turned off. It, it gives me kind of that reaffirmation. Like, it's going to be fine. You're on the right path. Just trust. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that what you're saying about the months, the low months and being grateful, finding the things that you can be grateful for in those times as well. Because it's like I said, it's so easy to be grateful when everything's going great. And when you have great months, but you know, what if only a couple of hundred dollars comes in? Well, celebrate that couple of hundred dollars and celebrate it like you would a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. gratitude for it and mm-hmm. gratitude for all the little things and you know it's a couple hundred dollars more than you had yesterday like <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah and consistently have- going right into the lack like oh, all right I got a couple hundred dollars but it's not enough it's not gonna you know it's like already you're discounting and right back into lack mm-hmm. instead of I'm so grateful I just got this couple hundred dollars yeah it's such a great reminder because I think especially I, I'm a little bit on a rant lately about the coaching space because um, you know you know this about me and we know this about each other we both love money like Lisa and I we could just talk about money and like um, but in a very like grounded way I feel right because we I think both since we were kids we have always loved like yeah like finer things in life I guess you know even though that that is not something that we had accessible for my family but I would always work and then I would go to the brand stores and buy myself stuff like um that was just always like a thing and and now I'm all into like environmentally friendly things like it's not about the stuff per se it's about you know what's sustainable what's like good quality right Mm. like that's what I'm more into um and I used to think it's it's all about money what I'm after. And I have really learned 
And I think I had to learn this lesson that I'm not here after the money. I'm here to follow my sequel and money is just the byproduct of it. Um, but so you have getting a little bit into the nerdy stuff in human design. So your conscious son is the 14, which it's one of the abundance gates. It's in, it's in one of the, we call them, it's in the B channel. It's one of the money channels. So to say, I have that whole channel and you, that's your conscious son, right? Um, and it's all about the energy. It's it's about responding to what lights you up. And that leads to abundance and prosperity. And it's where we actually work for money. There's that it's the only place in the chart where we work for money, right? It's like um it, it we kind of have a drive there. It does light us up, like, hey, you can do this and you make awesome money with it. And it's kind of like it feels good, right? Um, because I know I judge myself oftentimes for like um liking money, you know. Um, and until I learned that in my moon, which is the energy that drives me, I, it's my money, the money channel is in my moon. I'm like, okay, I guess nothing is wrong here. And, and you are here to, to, that's your conscious sun. You're here to shine this energy out into the world. Like it's all about, um, yeah, prosperity. And actually it's, yeah, it's, it's about money. That's the energy that is. And doesn't it feel good to claim that? Oh yeah. And, right. I, and I love how you do always it. try and hide it and like suppress it. But when you know that that's what you love and to actually just be so unapologetic about it, it feels so good. And not in a bragging way and not in a way of showing off, but just this is part of who I am. Like, yes. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm not judging myself for this. Yeah, yeah. And there there's a conundrum in a way, right? Because there's a one flip side and I was there for a really long time that there was this part of me just like exactly what you shared. I have always loved money. Since I'm a kid, I cannot help it. There was something there. I was thinking about having a penthouse when I was playing with my sisters when I was five years old and having a fancy car. Like it was just it lit me up. Don't ask me why. <laughs> and what I was watching on TV was always that kind of stuff, right? That is what lit me up. Or I was looking at magazines. Um, but then there was also the other part of me was like that I personally felt like a failure unless I make a lot of money. So putting a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on myself. And and that was one of the biggest aha moments that I personally had this year. That and <clears throat> and I, and I think the way that the coaching industry still operates for the main part there are so many people mainly talk i mean just like we said what they sell right is the money wins for the 99 percent of the time and like what's the message that people get or, or if people um you know in your in your instagram bio like mm -hmm. if you have to write in there how many money you make who cares that because that's because there can't there are people actually i know this for a fact that they they don't even care about these things like you and i do right they could care less about golden jewelry or a fancy car they want to have a tiny house somewhere in nature and they're happier than anybody else right um so we all have a, di a different definition of abundance and prosperity and what really lights us up but whatever lights us up i just want to all of us give us permission to to be okay with that right like you like if you happen to be like lisa like me where we're like always oh, just like those finer things there's something about it mm -hmm. no and and it's totally okay if there are other people that are like well for me it's not 
what lights me up is going outside and gardening and seeing the butterflies and and actually I love that too I have to be honest but <laughs> I think butterflies are one of the most gorgeous things out there <clears throat> but like they're really like for example my dad's like he could care less what he wears for clothing or whatever. Like he just wants to go out in nature and go on his motorcycle and have fun. And like, that that's about that for him. Like he literally, like he could have clothes when he was 20 and they're ripped and he's happy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's who he is. And that freaking lights him up. He just needs his bicycle and, and ride the Alpine ser- serpentines and stuff like that. Right. And for me, I would be like, Oh my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just very different yeah right I mean yeah it's totally different and I feel like I would rather spend my money on one beautiful item that's complete luxury than buy five items that I'm okay with you know I, I just I love that because that is also about this whole simplicity right yeah and when you buy that one item, I feel like it's in alignment because it's something that you really love and want. Mm-hmm. So it's money spent in alignment with your sole purpose. Mm-hmm. So somehow it's going to come back for you. So if it's a new jacket or whatever it may be, let's just say a jacket, like every time you wear that jacket, you're going to be rocking that jacket, like mm-hmm. standing tall, like with the jewelry and like, just like, oh yes, like it feels good instead of. All right, I bought this jacket now. Yeah. And you, you know what? I also feel like, because I truly believe, I mean, every human on earth is supposed to be financially well taken care of. And my vision is that everybody has access to so much money that we can afford to buy the things, the more higher quality pieces that come from companies that actually care about you. Because a company like and I can go on a rant right now, but let's go there. Um, no, no, seriously, people that have money, like tightness, right? They're almost in a way being forced to buy the cheap stuff. <clears throat> they cannot just go buy the the um, really expensive uh, leather jacket or the 22 karat gold. They may go to Claire's or they may go to a company um, that has a jacket for $15, um and it's probably made in in countries that exploit their people that are polluting the environment that are using unsustainable things Mm. and and so in a way that's why we have such a it's like corruption or there's this there's no harmony right this it's the opposite it's like off because it is hard for those people we can't blame them right like but in a way the more cheap stuff we buy from companies that are actually not uh, working in integrity, right? They just are about making more profits and paying the employees less money. Mm-hmm. So then the employees have less money and they have to buy the cheap stuff. It's it's a vicious cycle, right? Yeah. And what if by us claiming to experience more financial prosperity, whatever that means for you, there's no right or wrong. There's no money that's the right one for anybody, right? You got to know that for yourself but that you can then make these really conscious choices where you just buy what lights you up. And this could be a $5,000 or even a $20,000 piece, but it's just the one. And and also instead of like accumulating all these things and we don't even like, like you said, we we cannot even be grateful for all of that stuff. Mm 
and we're almost like suffocating and all this stuff. It's this it's mm. like exhaustion, so much stuff, so much information <clears throat> made everywhere. Um and that's why I feel like, yeah, if if we had a more equilibrium with money of more people having access to that in a more balanced way, you know, we could also more support companies like yours, you know. I mean, you like you do it yourself and like you you have these beautiful collaborations and things like that. And um, yeah, but but no longer support companies that we kind of almost forced to buy from because it's so cheap, mm. but they may actually, um, yeah, have these really unsustainable ways of doing business for their employees and for the environment, right? And that is not, in the long run, not sustainable for anybody. Yeah, that's, that's so. a brand. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so... covered it. <laughs> yeah, I just had, I guess, that's why I always say, like, when I... I get these like things come through. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. The whole world needs to hear this because it's in our power, the consumer, right? If we start buying stuff from companies that are, yeah, creating things that are bad for the environment, um, underpaying people, exploiting people in the environment, like if we don't buy from them anymore, like, you know, that's how they get the message. So, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. But anyways, let's go back to also your relationship with money because you also, like like I said, we both love money and there there's just something with us. And I remember one time we did a session and you shared this vision of how you were like a little child and something with a grandma and you were just like surrounded by all these like diamonds and jewelry and, and, and like shiny yeah. um shiny stuff so what's kind of your um yeah your story with money your evolution with money and some mm. of the breakthroughs you have experienced well I grew up definitely um with next to nothing my mom worked three jobs there was three girls and money was very scarce. And, you know, from my grandmother who grew up in the depression, like watching her keep a paper towel that she wiped something and sticking it in her house coat so she could reuse it later, you know, just everything was always like very tight, you know, and it was waste, not want, not money doesn't grow on trees. And then I had my other grandparents who were more wealthy. And she's the one who had all the beautiful diamonds and furs and luxury things and beautiful vacations. And I was just always like, I want to be with her. <laughs> That's where the fun is. Um, but I was always judged for it. Like my mom would always say, oh, you're just like your grandmother, but like in a really judgmental way. And it was like shameful for me. Mm. And, um, so I grew up like feeling shame around loving money or wanting nicer things. And then, um, when I was married, I had a very, very, very comfortable life and, I got to experience the most amazing things, um, a completely different world. And, but again, I didn't really value money because it was so, it just was there. And so if I wanted something, I bought it. Like it was, I didn't even think about it. I just spent. And um, 
and then with the divorce, like I, I don't even think there was a time when I was really ever taking care of myself. So it's like all of a sudden here I am with all this money like that, you know, I get coming in from child support and alimony and then just spend, 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 spend. And what a nightmare that ended up being and turning out into. And so I realized um, because I also do money coaching through one of my coaching sessions with somebody else, that money doesn't feel valued by me. Mm. And that was such a revelation. I was like, oh my God, it doesn't even feel safe with me. Mm. Like it comes in and it's gone. You know, it's like spend, 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 don't even look. I mean, I was double paying things. Like I, I never even looked. Like how terrible is that? And so I just realized that I didn't value money. Money doesn't feel safe with me. And so that was a really big revelation. Oh, and when I did have money, I treated it like a mistress. Like I hid it. Like I didn't want people to know I had it. Like I felt interesting. Shame. I felt like shame around having it. And, and especially by my family because they still don't have it. So I felt bad almost having the money. So I felt like I had to hide it. So like my money story has really it, it never really was a positive one. I think until now mm. where it's like, Again, unapologetically, yes, I love money. I love having money. I value money. I'm very um, cautious now. Not cautious. I, that's the wrong word. But what, responsible? Mindful, I'd say, mm -hmm. about money and spending. And what do I really want? And is this something that I really, truly desire? So when I spend now, I spend with intention. Mm. Um, and I make sure it's something that's in alignment. Yeah, yeah, just being frivolous again and just mm -hmm. oh let me just get that because right now in the moment I feel it you know like I'm very intentional and mindful and I feel so happy with money now and empowered because I love it and I'm treating it well you know and I'm really um much more careful with it like in how I spend and how I take care of it mm -hmm. and make sure there's a good balance of yeah, I know. And when I pay bills, I pay bills with gratitude. Like it's not, I'm yeah, so yeah. happy. I'm so happy to sit down and pay my bills. Like I'm so grateful. I have the money to pay my bills yeah. Where before it was like, I can't believe I got to pay this. Like, God, uh, but now I'm, I get excited. Like I'm like, Oh, I get to pay bills, you know, cause I have the money to pay the bills. What a great, yeah, I mean, that's such a, I mean, just looking at you right now here, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's with the energy behind, right? I got to pay this. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, money. Thank you for being here. And yeah, and and I love this too because, like I said, we can always drift in both extremes. Mm -hmm. Like you say that you're much more intentional now because yeah, the more money we have access to, we can we can lose touch with it in a way and just get one thing after another and never even like, and that's like this thing that kind of money doesn't give us happiness right it's not because then you get the purse and then you get another one and you still don't feel happy and you're always after that next kind of urge of excitement and you barely even appreciate once you got the purse it's like all right now i got it now let me oh this is what i want now you know and it's like yeah be grateful for what you have like look in your closet right now like i have like crazy louboutin shoes in there and i could just go in there and be really grateful for what i already have right like these beautiful shoes and purses. Like I already have this stuff and I'm so grateful for it. And when I get to wear it and use it, I'm grateful, even though it's not this year's season's 
latest mm. style, I have such beautiful things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even if that's just one pair of shoes sometimes or something like that, we can really, um, because there's always somebody that doesn't even have that one pair of shoes, right? So it's really, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. No, because that's what I often feel like we humans can fall into, that we just accumulate and accumulate and always more and more, but we buy it from a place of filling a void in our heart, right? Because we feel... Uh, sad or we feel like not loved or and then we think buying stuff gives us that feeling and then we learn that's really not the answer that's not the case right it's the ex that's again the external validation right mm, exactly. so where you have to get into your personal power and find that validation within and I it's like being the gratitude and desire. So it's like, you know, but really anchoring in that gratitude and the celebrations, even for the smallest months or for the smallest purchase or mm -hmm. the smallest wins mm -hmm. and still having desire. Yeah, and that's okay, right? But it's right. not like, uh, okay, I, I need this desire fulfilled and I have these expectations, but I'm not okay where I'm at. It's more like I'm happy where I'm at. I'm good, even if it was a low month or even if money is short, right? That we can, hey, I'm well, I'm I'm good. I'm, you know, has always worked out. It will always work out. And and then, um, yeah, look at, like you say, really what we have. And still, because it's okay to want more, but it's the, the energy. It's like, we don't want to be attached to it. We want to be also okay not having it. Like, I want it. But I don't need it, right? Exactly. And if it's meant to be for me, it's gonna happen some some way, and it doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. Um, and then mostly it happens really, really unexpected. So yeah, yeah. and it's funny when you really <clears throat> tap into that. Excuse me. Um, money shows up in the most unexpected ways, mm -hmm. right? Like I got a check. So weird. Um, for almost $1,700 out of nowhere from the government. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this from? Like, why am I, I, I was afraid to cash it. And so I like called my accountant and he went through and he's like, oh, they made a mistake and they actually are giving you back money. I was like, the government is giving me back money. Like I didn't even know I made the mistake. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so like $1,700 showed up like, and I needed it like that month I was, you know, it was over the summer and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lifesaver. Like it came out of nowhere, but it's like when I started doing the work around valuing and really being more intentional, it's like all of a sudden there's your reward. Like, good job, Lisa, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, go, I, messed up and is giving you money. I have to say very similar. I think three, four or five times since I have been having my business, there were times where things were tight and somehow money showed up. And like you say, most often really quite, quite unexpected. It, it, it always like money is your friend. Money is really like, and it's also, I feel like in a way, I, I say this now a lot. It's like our spiritual teacher because it helps us. It's learning here to build us the muscle of trust that even though money may be really low at some point that you still know you're okay mm. you can still enjoy yourself you can still be happy you can mm. still be nice and kind to yourself right there's like 
because anything from a frenetic energy where we like, oh my God, I, it's more pushing it away. And the more we can relax, we can actually receive whatever guidance the universe has for us to show us the next step of, and that may be just opening your mailbox and here, here it is, right? Or, or showing a guy a secret door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because you're a kind human. Uh, but, but, but that's the thing. It's like, because I always say this, like, every time literally i want to say every time i want to put my hand in the fire like i mean it every time i have done something in my life to make money it has not worked it does not analina it does not work do you hear me don't do anything to make me <laughs> what makes you happy okay like what lights you up what is like like you know with me like human design or being here on a podcast with you right like um following my bliss and it, it took me it took me some years to realize that but when I when I'm in that energy and I'm detached and follow my sequel all the things are coming mm. yeah my dog is going crazy I'm so <laughs> do you hear him throughout he's just he's just confirming what we say you know yeah. he's like I, I agree with you guys He's like, let me in. I want to talk too. <laughs> I want to talk about money too. I have a money story. Um, I actually have a book for my daughter. It's, it was written in German. It's about a, a dog. I think his name is Money and he's telling all the money stories. It's a really cool book. I don't know if I have it in English. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I wish that we learned all of this so many years ago or that they should yeah. teach this in school right i mean yeah like that that your worth has nothing to do with money that's why i'm also so passionate about human design imagine we could teach kids to to follow their inner knowing their sequel or spleen or whatever their human design authority is right mm -hmm. and also so, so the parents can relax a little bit and they don't have to force the kids to go to college or do the things that they think they have to do so they can make money right and then the, the parents are all stressed out and mm -hmm. if we would just let them go with what their body is telling them and trust themselves, because it has so much to do with money, right? And then also like that they learn that it's not what it's not what the money is not what you're after. It's like being happy and being fulfilled from within yourself. So right. yeah, I guess well, just doing this podcast will reach some people and yeah. go far and wide, right? And it's one person at a time, so. Yeah, I could talk about money all day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, money. We love you. So thank you yeah. for all the lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for always being there, for supporting us and teaching us to trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. Very grateful. So awesome, Lisa. Well, we could talk forever, right? Um, as always. So how can people reach out to you? how can and 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 also who's your client for the jewelry and then also for the for the you do a little bit of coaching as well so let us know um so for the jewelry it's my you could go to my website which is tajilidesigns.com um t-a-g-i-l-i designs.com um and you can email me lisa at tajilidesigns and you can use the same email um to reach out to me for the coaching um, I do money work and um, relationship with money. Um, I do sessions on your relationship and really identify where your money blocks are 
and strategies that you can use moving forward to help open up yourself to receive money in a way that works for you. Um, like we go through a series of questions and um, it's just really a powerful session and we do money release and blocks and yeah. So you can use that email or I could give you the other one. It's Lisa. It's a little more complicated though. Lisa. And drop it in the show notes. Let's do this. Okay. I just drop it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. So yes. Email me. Yeah. <laughs> but the jewelry. Yeah. Handmade. One of a kind. Um, 22 karat gold. I do custom work. And um, I could repurpose old jewelry. So if you wanted to recreate something um, and do a new design and update your pieces, we could do that. That's so much fun because that's a collaboration with people. And then creating like this beautiful piece that you both have put together. And that's really fun and satisfying. Well, if you want to have a unique wedding band or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love doing wedding bands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have some beautiful designs that I've been doing for people for weddings. It's really um, starting to become another part of my business, which I wasn't really doing before, but it's really fun and beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. I loved all of this. And for everybody that's listening, or maybe you're watching this um, on YouTube, um, I just wanted to like, even when you just hear Lisa talk about the Jeruli, you, you see how she's lit up. <laughs> you can feel that, right? And of course, when I see you, and I've always told you that it's just, that is when the sequel is turned on. That's when the sequel is like this, this work life force energy is just like on fire and it actually fuels you with more energy. So that's just, mm -hmm. it's such a bliss to see that. And I thank you for trusting yourself thank you for being there and talking me yes. through throwing out my jewelry bench <laughs> that was my job I mean you asked me to kick your butt so <laughs> you did you did I owe you so much <laughs> I know. that's that's just um well we're here for each other right we're here to we live our purpose I'm and we all connected that's the only that's the other thing right we're not here to do it alone like just like myself too. I don't see my own magic so many times. I have to have tell people me and same for you. Like, because what well, we're humans, right? Um, we have those things that we see everything that everybody else is doing so amazing. Right. But we forget to, to see our own magic. And that's again, why I, you know me, like love human design because when I see my chart, I'm like, all right, here's, mm. here's my power. Here's my, who I really am. It, it keeps reminding me of that so much. So. I love you. Well, you do beautiful work. Thank you for who you are and all you do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope to see you soon again. Yes. Hopefully in person. Yeah, Miami, <laughs> baby. Yeah, the weather's getting cooler now. So it's usually like the time of the year we get together. So I can't wait. So thank you for being here, Lisa. It was thank such you. an honor. Thank such you. a joy. Thank you. You're welcome. And beautiful listeners, thank you for being here with us. Um, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed this episode, especially if you like money and want to learn more about your money story, where you're at and improve that. And I just can't wait to be with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.